Sweet. We good? Are we live on the internet yet? Uh, we are live. Uh, yeah, three, two, one, live. MPG podcast. Twenty twenty three predictions. Or resolution slash predictions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's live. This week in the Proving Grounds. Man, I got to take a leak. I won't, but I want to. New year, new you. Magic the predicting. Intro music. <laughs> Did you fix that where we could hit it? No? Okay. Welcome to the Proving Grounds, the Magic Proving Grounds, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that proves you, yes, you right there, can make resolutions. You, Yeah, you. You can make resolutions you won't keep. Yep. Well, that's true. I can always do that. I do fitness- that, that year-round. I don't, don't even need New Year's <laughs> to do that. Yeah, the fitness <laughs> industry sure appreciates you. Yes. I am your host. Moderator Dave, and with me we have been. Howdy, everybody. And the other Dave, also known sometimes as Superior Dave. Uh, yep, that is me. The so, best uh, Dave sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I do all right for myself. King of the Daves sometimes. If you will, yes. Um, well, it's so, a fitting one since you know Goblin King is represented. Yeah, yeah. That's your art for today. Um, so what have you guys been doing this week? Um, I have not been doing terribly much. It's been kind of a busy week in other things. Yeah, uh, definitely the run up through the new year was busy for everyone. Um, since our last podcast, my, one of my dogs had some puppies, so I've been real busy, uh, with puppy stuff. That sounds like a lot. (laughs) It is and it isn't because it's also because you have to know if people know this, but you have to like watch the dog if they've never had puppies before, because sometimes they eat their dog, their puppies. Oh, like, yeah, that happens once yeah, for yeah. yeah, so you you have to kind of watch them. So we've been like having somebody watch them twenty four seven, which means I spend a lot of time in the middle of the night sitting in my underwear playing uh, magic and and whatnot. So been actually getting some reps here and there on various things played my first game of commander on mtgo the other day in the middle of the night it was pretty good Mm. um yeah i was interested to know how the client works since you know you have like the four people and stuff and it it works all right yeah does it is it like one on each side of the square you know the screen Um, or how it works is that you have your play playboard and it's pretty similar to how it is in a one V one, but the top half of the screen is all the other players uh, game board. So you have up to three players that are just like squares. So being able to zoom in on cards and stuff is important in that mm. particular situation. Yeah, I imagined it would be like a square, like you're sitting around a square table, but I guess that would be hard for it to, mm-hmm. you to actually manage. 
Yeah. The uh, spreadsheet interface can't handle what you would need to like rotate people around so you could see stuff and who's active and stuff, but it would be nice. So do you, do you, can you like, I, I would worry it like, I haven't done it, but it, does it make it, do you, can you zoom in or does it make it too small? Or mm. my concern is that having three people would be yeah. kind of small. Um, you can zoom in um, the same basic ways you do in a one V one game with the, this, the card display window. And then if you hit, I believe it's Q. It'll zoom in a la arena style as well. So mm. you could you could read the cards and stuff. That's neat. Yep. Not too bad. Uh didn't win my first game, but I was uh la- second to last man standing, so um good for that's there. almost a win. Yeah. That's like that's like a yeah. win in commander, that's right? Second place, yeah, sure. Uh with the uh Arcadies wall deck that I've been talking up on and off since the podcast started. Oh yeah. Didn't didn't put it together in paper, but been playing it on MTGO, so Did, um, good enough. So if is is it like like a battle royale where you like you just like drop if you lose, or can you can you stick around? Like obviously you can probably stick around and see who wins, right? Yeah, you probably can, but most people just like scoop, well, scoop, or just log out, and then half the timeout that happened in, a, in at least one of the games that Ooh. I played, which is don't do real, that, people. Don't do that. That's yeah. really that's really that's, scum. Salty behavior. I guess to be fair, they might not know that it messes the rest of it, everything up, you know? Well, I'm sure if you've played, let's see, two games I played with, and then, and then, and then that happened. <laughs> so if you've played at least uh, a few handfuls of games, that's probably happened to you. I'm going to venture a guess. So, you know, you know now kind of thing. Mm. So what's uh, other Dave been up to? A whole lot of nothing. I'm still recovering from the holidays. Um, oh, yeah, and and the uh, the extra work that I had to do because of my real job, someone else had to take the time off. I had to cover. Right on. But they're still not. Uh, you know, I'm still covering a lot. So mostly uh, the the off time that I do have is spent in recovery. Me just relaxing as much as possible. Me- meditating. Yeah, uh, I do meditate. Surprisingly, I, I yeah, very healthy for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I try to get a, a couple thirty-minute to an hour sessions in each week. Nice. I did not know that about you. I'm learning new things about you uh, <laughs> every I'm, day. I'm, I'm pretty sure anyone who knew me from the time period that you knew me from uh, would not <laughs> would not would guess not, that. Would not predict that sort of behavior out of me. Yes. So yeah. So not a lot of magic playing. That's fine. We, we everybody has their their lulls. It's all good. I guess one more thing before we move on because I've again I've been pretty busy. I put together the uh, Mono Green Devotion deck in Explorer after finally picking up the Anthology pack. That deck mm. hits. I like it. Um, <laughs> it it plays real good. It's fun. Um, the list I pulled and everything doesn't have a complete uh, best of three sideboard with it. So I have to go and uh, put together the rest of the sideboards. So I do best of three, but it hits pretty hard in best of one. No complaints I've, there. I've been debating building an Explorer list. I just haven't gotten around to uh, to actually doing it yet. Yeah, it's a I I like the format on Arena. It's it's uh, 
probably the best one, in my opinion. It's I Alchemy. Like, yeah. Everybody, everybody loves Alchemy. No. <laughs> I'm excited for Explorer to become actual Pioneer. Same. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Pioneer will become more popular once it is on Arena. I'm sure it will because, you know, everybody hates Alchemy, so nobody's going to be hitting Historic real hard, so they want to play a, a non-rotating format. It's going to be Pioneer. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know why everybody hates on Alchemy. It's my favorite format. I feel about Alchemy the way Ben feels about Pioneer. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you're the you're like the one alchemy guy. Yeah, I I'm am, all about alchemy. I love it. I'm meh on it. I don't I don't hate it, but it's just like meh. I don't like. I I just think it's where magic should be trying to to go anyway. Mm-hmm. Which I understand, like the card game cannot accommodate the alchemy cards, but like if you're gonna have this digital environment that can do all of these different things, why limit yourself to what the physical cards can do? Yeah, I do not disagree with you. Uh, we can go on this forever, but let's uh, let's move on to uh, our first. No, uh, I want to go on I, with this forever. I'm not ready. Stop. We've been doing this for ten minutes. I think it's time to move on. Um, all right, all right. So let's tap in to the Magic Discord this week and uh, talk about. A hot, talk about a subject that may uh, contain some hot takes. I don't know. Maybe your takes are hot. Maybe they're lukewarm. I don't know. But how do you all feel about leaks? There's been some leaks for the upcoming All Will Be One set, and everybody seems to have an opinion on it. So I'm wondering what y'all's opinion is on. I set. haven't been tapped. I haven't been tapped into Twitter, so I don't know what their opinion on it is. Uh, I mean, I, I'm guessing negative because that's how they they lean normally. Well, he didn't ask you for Twitter's opinion. No, no, no. I'm getting I'm getting to mine. I, so, like, I don't want to hear the what Twitter says until I until I give my opinion on leaks. I guess is what I'm saying. Um. So I just want to get out real quick and say I'm a big fan of the QAnon leaks. <laughs> Oh, I God. watched that documentary on Netflix. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. <sighs> Please explain to everybody that you're joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Satire. There's a fine line. Oh, uh, come on. We need to have a political debate. We can't all be on the next five. That is what we're talking about, right? No, we're we're talking about magic. The gathering. Oh, magic the gathering leaks. My bad. Yeah, yeah. the only politics okay. and magic exist in like the Ravnica plane or whatever sure i don't know i i wish that was true yeah. everything's politics technically I, I said, yeah. but the last time that i played it in person magic i ended up listening to people talk about politics for like an hour yeah. and a half and i was like i'm just here to play magic why can't they do what everybody used to do and just talk about wrestling yeah. <laughs> can we go back to talking about the rock yeah <laughs> okay so as far as leaks, I think that leaks are an important aspect of the hype cycle. Um, the problem with today's leaks are that you're not really sure about the validity. Before Elish Norn was uh, previewed or whatever, I saw probably like three different leaks of this thing and all of them were fake, you know. 
So that's the only part where leaks get really sketchy is when people are just trying to build their social clout so they make something up. But I, I, mean, I don't mind leaks in general. I'm not a fan of any of them. Um, because I, I think that it takes agency away from the way that these cards are meant to be presented to us. You know, like the cards aren't meant to be presented from some shitty phone picture from some dude who apparently still has a flip phone based on the fucking, I should stop cussing. I'm sorry. No, but I based don't... on, based on like how pixely these, these pictures of these leaks show up, I'm like, what are you still using a razor? Where did <laughs> <It's>... Here's <laughs> the... smuggle in? Here's my theory. The leaker is clearly Bigfoot because obviously Bigfoot has a uh, a photography or that keeps you from getting a clear photo, and that probably affects you know anything in his proximity. So he's sitting there trying to take a great picture and he can't because you know his, his fur photo. keeps getting in the way. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I but I feel like it takes agency away from like okay, like say um you're a streamer, right? Mm-hmm. And it, Magic is like, hey, you're the one who's going to sh- preview this card, and then someone leaks it. Yeah, that would suck. Uh, it takes agency away from Wizards and how they want to present this information to you and how they want to show it to you. And it puts it in the hands of some guy I don't know. I don't know if it's legitimate or not. And I feel like it also it it puts into question so many cards. That mm-hmm. you feel like you can't trust anything until it comes from a wizard source. And so, like, even when you're a, a streamer now and you have permission and they're like, yes, please show this card off on your stream. You're like, oh, is this guy just making it up for clout? Right. Like, unless it's a trusted source, you know. Yeah. Unless it's Reed Duke. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. Spike or yeah. the other ones. <laughs> um, Mingu. I just feel like it makes the whole thing a mess. And I don't need information that desperately that I need some dude to put it out three days before wizards plan on putting it out from their fucking shitty Nokia brick phone that has a camera on it. I agree with you on that. I do. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you too. Uh, other Dave, that, that, that is definitely a downside of leaks. Um, I personally, if I come across a leak, I'm not going to share it just because I can't like be bothered. It's like, I've seen cruising Reddit, like two or three leaks. And I'm just like, eh, like I don't share anything. So so, so you said that you agree, um, Mm -hmm. about the downside. So what, what would you say are the upsides of leaks? Uh, I don't know if there are any, I mean, yeah. I can't think of any other than if you're a competitive player and you choose and you uh, get a slight edge from knowing these things ahead of other, every other people. Like, um, you know, they drop a, a rare that's like busted, and then you can formulate a deck list around that, and then you know get the heads up on some people. And that Maybe, even I would not say that that's a good thing overall. No, I I mean. That's a good thing for you as an individual person, but bad overall for everyone else. And then you spend all that time thinking about brews or whatever you're going to do with mm-hmm. it, and then it turns out to not be true. So yeah. you stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I guess the reason I said that uh, leaks, 
I don't mind them, I guess, is and they're an important part of the hype cycle, I guess, is is maybe I maybe I look at it differently than other people because when somebody leaks something, I, I never take it as truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I always am just like, oh, that's a cool possibility. And then it makes me excited to see what the new Elish Norn or whatever is actually going to be. So it kind of keeps my interest a little bit. But yeah. overall, I mean, it would be really annoying if that scenario existed where you were supposed to pre- preview a card and somebody else leaked it. Yeah. I mean, and, and let's say other media, other media avenues like movies or whatever like it would be really bad for business if people were going around leaking your sequel to a long-awaited movie or something you've been working on for really like i don't think there's any value in anything like this i i think it's a separate case for the nature of magic as a whole you know that Leaking is not as detrimental. I don't. I mean, I, I don't want to say that. I want to say. I guess it's not. I also mm-hmm. feel like in this particular cycle, um, the leaks are even more hazardous because they are story relevant. Also, so for the people who care about lore, like knowing yeah. which planeswalkers are completed is going to drastically change the way that you read the story. Mm. That's true, which I haven't finished the Brothers War yet because, oh boy, <laughs> it's beefy. I I, yeah. I don't know. I just finished it over the weekend. Um, yeah, and those are long. Yeah, yeah, and they're a little bit dry. I'm not saying they're bad; they're just a little dry. Mm. They get better. Know. They start yeah. off a little dry. They do get better though. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I I understand that people feel that way about spoilers. I've never been that type of uh, story spoilers. That is. I've never been that type of person. I found out the end uh, to Fight Club, the book, like before I even read it. And I just read it and I'm like, oh, yeah, that did happen. I kind of forgot that that was the thing. So I don't know. I'm special. And that's why I'm special. I'm different we, in that regard. I don't, I don't know if you want to say special. We had two, or I guess maybe I had two friends who uh, didn't talk to each other for like six months uh, because they spoiled the end of the first season of the walking dead oh my <laughs> the first season yeah uh, so so what happened is he got him the first season as a christmas present like on dvd and then he said something about it as he was giving it to him yeah and he he was like well it says it on the dvd like it says it on the cover of the dvd so i didn't think he would be upset about it that's hilarious. That's so funny. Here's his <laughs> present. This is how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oof. So I, I guess that's why I'm so meh about spoilers. I think that it would be better off if people didn't do that. But off, like, I don't know. I, like, come back to me when I get a card that I'm going to be presenting um, on stream and it gets spoiled and I'll probably be salty about it, too. So, you know, to each their mm. own. Yeah. Have we experienced enough hot takes today? Should we move on? Sure. New year. That means uh, the customer. Yeah. Yeah. New me. New you. New us. Uh, I shed out of my husk about an hour ago. (laughs) So laying on my living room floor. Snakeskin laying there. Yeah. Hang it up in your uh, in your house like they do with uh, the full body tattoos that you can get. Right. After you, 
you know, uh, in Japan, they do a thing like if you have a whole body tattoo, then after you die, they skin you and then hang it up on your like frame it so that your your whole body art can be presented like as a wall hanging. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, Anyways, Mm. I made things a little weird. I'm sorry. We should probably move on. No, that's pretty cool. I'm going to have to look that up later. Yeah, dude, it's kind of cool. I I am definitely intrigued. Yeah, if I had a full body. They should do that for me with no tattoos. I just want someone to skin me when I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be made into a tree personally, but that's just me. Um, uh, is that real or are you just saying that? No, that's real. Yeah. Uh, preferably a fruit bearing tree. That way I can give back in death. Uh, but, are you going to be in a public place or are you going to be like on your property somewhere so your great grandkids can eat your fruit one day? Uh, it's probably on a, on a, on a, a private property kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just because yeah. it's a lot easier to do like, uh, give, give your great grandkids your seed. So to speak. Uh, no. <laughs> Let's stop there. Let's move on. You've made this weirder than I did. So, New Year's resolutions. We're going to make them. They're going to be magic related or or not, and depending on how you guys feel. But we just go down the. You know, I do one. You guys do yours, and then we'll go. I think we have at least each got three. Right. We each have three exactly. Yeah, we we put the requisite amount of flair. Into the document. Yes. Awesome. We didn't put more flair. We treated it exactly like a high school homework assignment. Yep. We did the bare minimum to get a passing grade. Y- y'all are a bunch of slackers. But <laughs> also, I am too. So, <laughs> so I'll just like counting our words. You know, remember, like, yeah. gotta have a, a one thousand yeah. word paper, and I'm like, <laughs> it's exactly one thousand words. <laughs> oh, and when you used to turn an actual paper to them. You would, you, they'd be like double space, and you'd be like two point two five, and hope they don't notice. <laughs> exactly. Twelve point font. You're like scooching it up to thirteen, fourteen. How far can you get? How much can you get away with before Those they know? The yeah. Now you have to send them a document. Now they know immediately. Yeah. Gone were the days. Okay, so my first uh, New Year's resolution is um, should be no surprise. I don't think. I want to play more Commander. I like playing on MTGO. I think that's going to be a great outlet for playing for me. Also included in this resolution is I actually am going to sit down and build a deck from scratch uh, in paper. I haven't done that since I built my kid's dinosaur uh, Commander deck like ah. a couple years ago. So, Is Itali the Primal Storm the Commander? Um, I should no, limit your, your choices, huh? Yeah, it's the uh, Naya, what's his name? Gestalt. The one that where when you attack, you do damage, and then you draw cards off the top of your deck and put all the dinosaurs you draw in play. Uh-huh. That one, it's actually kind of wicked once it gets going. Um, So. Cool. Yeah. Luckily, his power is controlled a little bit by a terrible mana base, so it takes him a while to get get going. You know, there's there's a way you can fix that with about three grand. Oh man, I put together um, as part of my plan to take Commander seriously, like a uh, list of cards I'd want in every Esper style Commander deck. So, oh, yeah. the lances that you don't have, land that come in tapped and stuff, like the non basic lands. And it's like 
$126 for, I think it was 17 land total. That's just the Esper base. That's not including like utility lands or basic lands, just the, just the dual lands and, and the tri, uh, triome and whatnot. Yeah. So it's like 17 cards total. You need about roughly between 30 and 40, depending on what deck you want for like a commander. So. Um, hmm. Anyways, like 120. That's like the waste, the a darker wastes, and the the pain the the pain lands in those colors, and then the Rafine's Tower, the um, shock lands, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the battle bond lands. It gets spendy. That's yep. Like lands are expensive. 120 some odd dollars just on mana base for a commander decks a bit much, but. The three color decks are obviously a lot more. You mean you didn't put like Taiga in there? Uh, I thought about it, but that's only an option on MTGO. On it, I was like, I kind of yeah. like to be able to to where use it's like these. four bucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to be able to have the option to use these decks as a uh, brood in paper if I ever wanted to uh, pull the trigger. Oh, it's an option. You just need to sell one of your kidneys. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say kids and be like, oh, whoa, I do have enough, but I'd like to keep that. I mean, I guess that's an option too, but it wasn't where I was going to go. <laughs> uh, so what's your, uh, what's your new year's resolution there, uh, Ben? Mm, I guess um, I, all last year I talked about all like, Hey, I want to go to that convention. I want to go to that convention. So I think I need to go to one finally and stop just saying that I'm going to go to one. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that, that's what I would like to do this year. Sounds like fun. We should we should uh, team up and make a day of it. Yeah, and I maybe would play some commander while I'm there just to get that experience. <laughs> you know, they have all get... commander pods and everything. Yeah, set up everywhere. Been trying to get y'all both to play some commander, and you're utterly uninterested, which is fine. Uh... Man, yeah. So I get it. Yep, that's simple. That's the easy one. I I remember when Commander was first getting started and being like, that sounds like the way I never want to play Magic. Yeah. And ever <laughs> since then, it has continued to be just that. I mean, it's continued to grow, so like it must be doing something right. Yeah. It, yeah. Like I, I'm not angry at it or anything. It's just everything yeah. about it sounds like the exact opposite of the way that I like to play Magic. Yes, uh, everybody plays, you know, plays magic differently. Some people play modern. Ben plays pioneer. Just him. He's the only one. Yeah. And, and it's just me playing alchemy. Yeah. Wow. It's just Dave over there playing alchemy. So I get it. What is your New Year's resolution, other Dave? Uh, so my, my first New Year's resolution is actually to play less magic and to stop worrying so much about like, battle passes and events and stuff like that. So I always feel like, oh, you're going to miss out. I got to finish the battle pass. I got to do this. And so, like, I feel like I'm forcing myself to play Magic and that is lessening my enjoyment of it. Um, I feel feel like I've heard a similar story from Ben in regards to uh, Fortnite battle passes. (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) it's a carrot, all right. Yeah. And so I kind of just want to, like, step back and just play magic when I want to and, and enjoy the act of playing magic rather than feeling like it's a chore. Yep. I feel you. Yeah. Chasing that, chasing that, that care. You're like, I'm leaving value on the table. Yeah. That's yeah. So you feel like you have to push yourself to do it, which then causes some yep. discourse. Yep. I suppose. Yeah. 
or could yeah, lead to. I get that. Um, man, uh, God, was it time before last? Uh, not Dominary United, but the past before that I bought. And then I was like, I gotta go. I gotta make it. And then after that, I was like, I didn't really get anything after the 50 that I could do without, <laughs> you know, couldn't do without. Um, yeah, I kind of, I came to the realization on uh, Saturday because I was, yeah, I was watching uh, the football games and I was like, oh yeah, right. I, uh, I have done like a daily each day, you know, so mm-hmm. I, like my dailies were reset, but I hadn't been winning that many matches. And I was like, shit, I got to get on there and, and wrap up my 15 wins for the week. And I logged in, I had six wins so far. And I was like, I'm not sitting here and playing enough of this to rack up nine wins in the next six hours while yeah. I'm also watching football. And I, was just, like, I just need to stop doing this, worrying about it. Yep. Feel ya. I think that's a good resolution. My next one kind of dovetails real nice with uh, Ben's last one, and uh, that's uh, playing a tournament. So uh, maybe we yeah. can do uh, a tournament at a convention, do some uh, play testing and stuff for one of those, and then go. And uh, Yeah, I, th- I think if I went to a tournament or a convention, I would play in the tournament that's at the convention. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. I, you, I, I always feel like if you go to those things, you have to play in the main tournament. At least yeah, start in yeah. it and <laughs> see what happens. Like, I have never... Oh, scoop. I have never went to one and not at least started in the main tournament. Now, there have been a few times where like I lose two and my first two, and I'm like, okay, well, we can go check out other things now. Time, um, time to hit up the commander pods. Now, when yeah. you say play in a tournament, are you saying like strictly a a paper magic tournament? No, not necessarily. Although you know, if you're going to go to a con anyways, you might as well go play in a tournament. But um, right, but, uh, and. In terms of your specifically play in a tournament resolution, yeah. could that be an MTGO tournament, an MTGA yeah. tournament? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Um, I was thinking about uh, Mana Traders has their monthly tournament thing that they do. I was thinking about looking into that. Or uh, there are people who do uh, online tournaments everywhere. Uh, yeah. From, from like spell table games to, you know, stuff on Arena to. Uh, stuff on MTGO, just like third-party stuff. So something like that is unacceptable. Uh, so something bigger than Friday Night Magic. Yeah, something okay. a little a little bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a group on Facebook that does a uh, an arena tournament every month, and I always debate joining it, but I never do. Yeah. So yeah, that would definitely fulfill said goal of mine to uh, compete in that kind of style of tournament. Uh, what's your next goal there, uh, Ben? Or- Mine is to uh, win win a 1K or above tournament in paper. It's a very lofty goal, but this mm-hmm. year I'm going to focus on becoming a better Magic player overall. Um, I, I think I'm. I, I mean, I'm not like I'm not the greatest at, by any means, and I'm probably not the 1K tournament at this point level of play. But I think I'm a pretty smart, decent Magic player. When you say so, 1K tournament, you, are you talking about the participation level or the prize level? The prize level. Okay. Um, so you, you like the, it's the prize pool is 1K or above total that's <laughs> then split between, between the winners. So Right. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if you were talking about cash prizes or the amount of people that were at the tournament. And, and, and the only reason I say I don't care about necessarily winning the money, but the being a 1K or above tournament like kind of sets a power level to mm-hmm. it, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And that's the important part is that I win uh, yeah. a power level that high. You yeah, know, a that, tournament that, that, that has mark. a tournament that has stakes. Yeah, better start getting your practice in now. Oh yeah, like the, the big thing about winning like a tournament at that level is like really knowing the meta for the format that you're playing. So it'd either be Pioneer or Modern. I I don't, I don't know that I'm interested in doing a standard tournament like that, but um, you really gotta you really gotta focus on the meta game and the interactions and build your deck based on the meta. Right. Kind of thing, when um, smart choices. When that was my drive, you know, in the 2006s, 2007s, tournament prep was a lot. Uh, it was like a full-time job. It's, mm-hmm. It was 40 hours a week, probably, if not more, of me mm-hmm. playing my deck against other people who piloted other decks in the meta and making like one or two small changes in my deck and, see, and playing another 10, 20 matches and seeing how it played out. Yeah, like, that's exactly right. <laughs> and it's exhausting, I can tell you that. And you need to you need to have another, at least one other willing participant. Ideally, you want to have like four or five, though. Yeah. Because you mm-hmm. want people who also play that deck, whatever deck it is you're playing against in the meta. Yep. Um, you don't just want to like hand the deck over to someone else and be like, hey, pilot this for me so I can play against it. Because you want the person you're playing against to know that deck inside exactly. and out. Exactly. Yep. And then have the post the post match discussion is so important on that too because yeah. it's like you can you can get a lot like a lot of the practice on MTGO but being able to talk mm-hmm. things yeah, you, through with a person is invaluable. You really got to find a group of people for it. We had a group of like six who were really into it, but you you have to have that group because you have to have or ideally you want to have again pilots who have been piloting that deck for a while. Yeah, just you don't do just it. you don't just want me to show up and then you hand me fucking blue white control and say hey pilot this against me so i can see how i play against it and be like what i've never even seen this deck before yeah. oh, right because then you're going to need to play at least 10 games to even understand mm. the ins and outs of the deck smooth but uh, yeah. i mean even ideally like i would want 40 matches under my belt before i felt comfortable taking a deck mm. to a tournament and that's the yeah. level that you want to be playing against mm-hmm. so like 40 matches and then maybe you would feel comfortable playing against me and getting a real feel for how you play against the deck. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of work. I hope, uh, hope you meet your goal this year, man. Yeah. yeah. That one's the lofty one. I'd say, uh, what's your, your goal there? Uh, other Dave. I mean, my best finish doing that was ninth place. Um, mm. where top eight got a prize. <laughs> like, mm. I was right there. It was a 442 person tournament. Jeez. Um, yeah, it was a PTQ. It was a Kentucky PTQ. Oh, all the way in Kentucky, huh? Yeah, because that's what we used to go to, the Kentucky, the Columbus, and the one in Indiana. Mm. A real uh, tri-state uh, champion there, huh? Yeah. All right. Uh, um, yeah, my next resolution is that I want to I go back and read all the books that I missed because and the, all the lore that I missed. Because when I fell off in the Mirrodin block mm. and I didn't come back for a while, I I, I had just kind of given up on the lore. Uh, yeah. but, but now that the lore is getting more and more interesting, uh, I kind of want to go back and fill in those gaps that I have, the parts of it that I don't understand or know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd like to do that too. I'm not, 
I'm not piggybacking on yours by any means, but like yeah. when when yeah. everybody are like, man, uh, uh, Johnny, he's he's completed. That's so sad. I'm like, I have no affinity for Johnny at all because <laughs> he didn't exist when I stopped listening right. to the lore, paying attention to it. Uh, yeah. You know, and that and that kind of sucks because I'm the type of guy that would really be like hit by that kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But right. since I didn't really go through it so now now it's gonna suck when i go back and i'm like hey mr johnny who are you i know you know i know what happens so it's gonna be kind of like yeah but oh uh also good luck on the ravnica block read yeah. those three books yeah good luck i'm, I'm trying right now it's really uh, hard. that's the next block isn't it because i just finished the, the fifth dawn book oh uh, uh kamigawa Oh yeah, Kamigawa was in between. Yeah, okay. was sweet. Good. Actually, I'd I'd recommend uh, that that cycle. But yeah, also like speaking of a Johnny, you know, like the things, the little things that I noticed, even though a Johnny wasn't a Johnny came out during the period I missed as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but there are just little pieces of lore that I had picked up. So like when I saw that lightning helix in the movie I, or the preview for Brothers War, I was like, oh, he's using lightning helix again. I know there was some reason he stopped using it. But I don't know yeah. the exact reason. That was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I really need to go back and figure out what these things are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Johnny, I got to tell a story because I think it's absolutely freaking hilarious. So he was introduced as a planeswalker during the the period of time I wasn't playing Magic as well. And then I come back to play Magic, and I'm listening to I don't remember what podcast, but they keep talking about a Johnny, a Johnny, a Johnny. Me and my brain is thinking about yeah, Johnny combo player, the psychographic card. Right. And I'm like, why are they keep talking about this Johnny fella? <laughs> why is he important? It seems weird because they were like a Johnny. And I'm like, OK, it just it, it took me. I don't know how long for it to click and be like, oh, that planeswalker. OK, it's a character. <laughs> I thought you would think it was Yanni. Yeah. So at least you're one step above that. Just a little bit. But Yeah. Um, I have a lot of the books up until um, I think right after the. Well, I have all like practically all the books from um, the Thran to a little bit after the first Ravnica cycle because that was a those that cycle was a hard read, man. Like mm. like Ben was saying, I I read the first half of the the first one and I was like, I can't do it, I'm done. And then I kept collecting them just to do it for a little bit. Yeah, they used to come into that packs, which were awesome. Yeah, it really pained me when I came back and found out they didn't put books in fat packs anymore. It's like, son of a bitch. Or they didn't even make books anymore. That's the spark yeah. that sucks. Part yeah. of me wants to get like good at writing and be like, hey, wizards, let me write a novel for you so you can keep doing that, you know, get that back going. Yeah. But hmm. they let the guy who, uh, who uh, created Gargoyles write a book. So she like random fanfic writers probably right below that based on how the there you go the ravnica uh book that they put out during the war of the spark actually turned out yeah right people did not like it anyways my last and final uh resolution for the year is not really magic related but i'm gonna throw it out there because Netrunner's a really fun game, and while I, I've been up all night watching my puppies, um, I was able to like get into the to the swing of that game and actually really figure out how to play it. And I'm like sold. It's a 
fantastic game. I recommend anybody check it out. Uh, but I'd like to play more Netrunner in the in the following year. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Nice. Yep. Um, it, I'd say it's magic adjacent. Yeah. Uh, like technically, completely magic adjacent since uh, Richard Garfield made the first iteration of Android Netrunner. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's very magic adjacent. What's your final resolution I, there? Oh, go ahead. I'd say I also have been thinking about getting into just something other than magic, just so that uh, another way to prevent me from getting uh, kind of burnt out on magic or uh, like feeling that the apathy towards magic kind of curb that a little bit more. Yeah. Nice to um, uh, step outside your comfort zone and try something new. Yeah, I just haven't found. I haven't checked out Netrunner yet, so maybe I should do that. I also yeah, really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Legends of Runeterra when I played it too. When I was thinking about going back to that. Also, right. I've heard good things about that uh, that game. So, I mean, it's free to play. Well, yeah, you can check it out. Uh, so it's is there. Netrunner. So sold. All right. So my last one is to play more MTGO over Arena. Here recently, we I've been trying to get more into MTGO, but then I kind of just keep going back to Arena more because it's the easy thing, you know. It's like because you MTGO can play sucks. It, it uh, the client is not. It, I would the client is very inferior to Arena. Um, but as I stated before, I kind of want to become a better Magic player over overall, and there's some trends and things that I kind of notice in arena that are maybe less conducive to becoming a magic play, a good, better magic player, I guess. Um, whereas MTGO seems to support that a little bit better. Um, for example, I have a, like the big one is that you have a wide, wider base of cards to pick from. So like when you're adjusting decks or trying different decks and, and stuff like that, it's a lot easier on MTGO uh, with, you know, the subscriptions and stuff to just swap out a deck like if if you want to know the meta the best way to do that is to play the meta and on arena you'd spend thousands and thousands of dollars getting all of the cards to to do that you know whereas on mtgo it's like a flat rate per month for cards so and then you can just swap out you know a deck as you learn rather than have to spend the wild cards on it so that's that's one big reason for that um, there's there's some other stuff that I don't know. It's my opinion, so I know people love Arena, and I, I I like Arena. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like the meta in Arena is more focused. Like there's it's a different carrot, right? Um, right. Well, climbing example, the climbing the ladder favors decks that are going to win you matches quicker. Correct. Um, yeah, quicker is the is the 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 key there. Yeah. Um, it's it feel like it's a different carrot on a stick. So in MTGO, when you enter a league. Um, you have like more stakes, right? Like it's it's not I'm gonna drop uh, one or two ranks if I lose this match. It's you know I I put money in here and 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 the money part sucks, but I feel like that people actually like try their all, you know, and the buy-in. So, so you, have, you, you, have build... you tried any of the buy-in tournaments in Arena to see if that is also true in those? No, I have not. So, but. They they don't do they they don't come around as often. It's not like I can just sit there and yeah you can do them yeah, every I, single I mean, time. They always have standard, 
tournaments all the time that yeah. the prizes are like uh, gems and yeah. packs. If, oh, if you go to now, play the, the one then, with like big cash prizes, no, they don't have those all the time. They have no. them like every okay. Two, this is three months. Yeah, there. But there's always a a tournament running where you can join it, and then if you win X amount of games uh, before you lose three. Uh, then you, you can make your you, make your you bank make back. Your bank back and, yeah, recur they, your stuff. And then yeah, they those have, are running pretty much all the time. Yeah, all the time. You just have to go to play and then filter to the flag tab and then filter for constructed and then all that yeah. shit will pop up. They don't like it's not well communicated through the client where that stuff mm, is. I guess not. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, and, and the other problem is that they don't have all the pioneer cards on there, so. Mm-hmm. If I was, if I'm, because I'm not looking to really do pioneer or, or standard tournaments in the same way, so mm-hmm. I would need to do MTGO. Um, yeah. yeah, so I guess maybe that's the solution if I want to get. I, I don't want to say like it's degenerative, but like say I, I tried to play Explorer on on Arena mm-hmm. to like do it, and it was just like Rakdos mirrors the whole time. You yeah. know, I, I I purchased the Rakdos deck on there, and I'm like, okay, I want to play this deck and then it was just like Rakdos mirror, Rakdos mirror, Rakdos mirror, uh, green, green, mono green mirror, you know, um, it seems like it's less of a variety because like the ladder is, mm-hmm. is that right. The best decks are going to be on the ladder. So you're, if you're playing the best deck, you're going to get a lot of mirror stuff, um, high in the higher aspects of the ladder. Uh, so it's, it's like, I feel like the gameplay is, is a little more varied on MTGO in that aspect. But again, maybe if I did the, the play-in tournaments, or the not the play-in tournaments, but the buy, like whatever you guys are describing, mm-hmm. it might be different. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Maybe, but I've done like one or two of those uh, in the past and have sufficiently got my shit wrecked. So uh, I don't do them very often because yeah. nobody likes taking a taking the L three times in a row and then losing all your your gold. A little rough. Yeah. So that's it. That's my that's my final uh, resolution. That's final resolution for the podcast. Yep, sounds good. I just read your final resolution here, other Dave, in the uh, in the notes to enlighten <laughs> everybody as to what it is. Yeah, my my final resolution is to be the exact opposite of Ben this year. Hey, it looks um, like you're already there. Uh, you're going to play more arena. So, so and what I mean by that, alchemy. What I mean by that is I want to be good at magic, not bad at magic. No. Um, oh, I'm, got a roast I, I really mean what you were implying, which is uh, I, I want to play less magic. I want to make sure that I don't get consumed back into that loop of like feeling like I need to be competitive. And yeah, it, I like I want to avoid that because it took the enjoyment of magic away from me. And uh, I also want to avoid conventions because I just don't like people. <laughs> Fair. Hey. Um, and so, like, all of your resolutions, I want to do the exact opposite of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Nice. Okay, so let's move on to predictions for 2023. This is magic-related and any any adjacent thing, so story-related, uh, the company sets. You know, oh, these these were supposed to be magic related, so I was not supposed to predict that Trump will be president next year. God, I do not want to live in that timeline. I hope <laughs> that's not true. 
Um, anyways, so let's go. Let's start from the bottom of the list this time and then move up so that it doesn't look like I am a narcissist. Oh, it already looks like that. Oh, dear. I was. Oh, do you want me to start first or yeah, Superior Dave? Go first and then, and then Superior Dave, and then I'll go last. I might predict there would be a new way to spend money slash resources on Arena. Similar to how they added the wild cards, you know, they'll add a new mode of mm-hmm. either. I, I, I'm not going to predict whether or not I'm going to keep it, leave it a little vague, whether it's like spend actual money or like I wouldn't rule out like a card dusting thing, which I don't think is going to happen. But maybe there might be a oh something that they do to. I, I think this is the year that the um, wizard starts paying attention to all the discourse, I guess, is, and this is one thing that they'll do. They're going to add a, a, a premium tier. The premium tier is going to allow you to have access to dusting. Yeah, something like that. That's <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. It'll be something that, that they do. If you pay $9.99 a month, you can dust your cards. Otherwise, fuck you. <laughs> Big oof dog. I was going to go with uh, arena codes and booster packs a la Pokemon. I'm really surprised that's not already a more prevalent thing. And I would be buying should be. so many booster it should packs be. and pay. I know, me too. <laughs> and like, I play more arena. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I give, I like, I've given arena 20 bucks in the last, I don't know, long time. I can't even remember the last time. I, I, I could look it up on PayPal, but you get the point. It's been a while. Whereas I also don't buy a lot of paper cards, so they're not getting a bunch of money out of me. Whereas <laughs> if they put codes in paper cards, I'd be buying them by the box. I have literally only bought the uh, that five dollar the the five dollar pack that like you could pre order if you were playing the beta of the game. Nice. Um, and I have made my gems by drafting, and that's how I paid yeah. for my battle pass. Hmm. Nice, nice. I wish I could say that. Yeah, I wish I was good at drafting. <laughs> I'm well, too. I'm too frenetic with it. I can't stick to one deck, and I have to like. It's also kind like, of oh, the gems. The antithesis of how I want to do it this year, though. So maybe they'll get some money out of it this year. I don't know. We'll see. Where I'll be like, you know what? Rather than like forcing myself to play Magic when I don't really feel like it, I'll just put the twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where they get you. That's legitimate, man. As long as you're having fun. You know. Right. But we'll see, because I also have a pretty solid stash of gems from drafting. I think I, I'm somewhere in the 8 or 9k range, so I might even be pretty close to getting able to get all the battle passes without doing anything. That's impressive. Or maybe I just won't get the battle passes anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's also a great way to uh, save money. Save gems, if you will, into time. Um, so what's your prediction for next year? Uh, so, so I'm going to predict some returning mechanics. I think Adventures is going to return. Uh, I think we're going to see Metalcraft again, and I think we're going to see Entwine again. Yeah, Entwine. Um, it's been a while. That has been yeah. a while. I Let me ask you about your prediction on Adventures. Do you think that it will be in the same way? Meaning, yeah. like Adventures were super powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that, you know, how they made, so like they made colored me- artifacts to make them less powerful. Do you think they'll do something to the me- that mechanic that kind of helps power it down a little bit? Uh, or it will return just whole cloth like it was. 
So um, I think it was such a popular mechanic that they will feel like they have to return to it in L train. I also think they feel like they need to make it weaker. I feel like it might ruin the adventure mechanic. How about uh, enemy caller adventure? So if you're doing a red, a oh. red the adventure is blue mana so that you have to put it in like a two color deck. That could be it. They could make it more restrictive. That mm-hmm. would actually, if they just made it more restrictive, but the same power level, I would, I think it would still be a success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they nev- not have any of those in the other one? I can't think of any off my head that were. No, they were all monocolored. Yeah, that would be that would be lit. Actually, I would appreciate that change. Yeah, I think that'd be sick. Um, it would so- be interesting to see if either version of the card is good enough to be played in a mono version, and just ignore the other part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if mm-hmm. there's an instant or a sorcery that's powerful enough on one of them that you're just like, I, I still throw up my red deck. I just want to be able to cast the creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically stomp. I don't know what you're talking about. I hardly ever cast the uh, the, the creature part of that unless I'm, uh, you know, in a bad way. I think um, creature's yeah. pretty good though. I, yeah, I, I mean, it, I drop it, him all the time. Uh, I'd have to count, but I feel like I don't cast it as much as you would think, mm-hmm. just because you like you're going in for like because I it's in a prowess deck. This is where I play it mostly, so you're going in for other spells and stuff. Right. Yeah, it probably doesn't really fit in the prowess that well. Yeah, the stomp part does, and then if you're like really bad on board, then you would drop the the giant down to you know block and stuff. So, anyways, that's how I use it. My prediction uh, for 2023 is that the Metal Earth set will be good, actually. And I'm not saying, like, power level, because it's going to be the... Yeah, I was going to say, I, please clarify good. Good. Because, like, when we when we first announced in the podcast, I feel like the vibes I was given was that I'm not a fan of Middle Earth or that I'm not a fan of, like, Middle Earth tie-ins or stuff. I love Tolkien. Um, I'm a huge fan of Middle Earth, and uh, I poo-pooed it a little bit. And the more I think about it, I was like, I think that I don't like, know. I don't think you were with us when we went and saw the midnight release of the movies. I went not over a fan. Here, over here saying I, how big of a fan you were, but I don't remember I, you being with us. Because I was watching them with my wife. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Girlfriend at the time. Or maybe we were married. I don't remember. Anyways. I don't probably, think you I think were married at like sixteen, man. <laughs> I, they came out over three years, man. I could have seen the last yeah. one, Mary. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Huge fan, kind of papooed it. Just wanted to make it clear that huge fan of Middle Earth. I think as far as handling the lore and stuff, I think that it will be good. And then the power level is going to be, you know, modern rotating as the Horizons has been. Yeah, so, I think they're going to nail the flavor. I think that yeah. you're going to be surprised. At yeah, that's what I'm saying. How well they nail that flavor of that set? Because if if there's one thing that wizards can nail, it's flavor. Yeah, like that's like the whole like magic wouldn't be what it was if they couldn't nail the flavor of their own lore. So they can transmit that over to another lore and be fine. I think we're going to have a hard time picking which card we want to lick from that set. So I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's Arwen. Oh, come it's on. the one ring, man. There will be a one ring card, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a one ring. That's is right. It, right? Is Arwen is the Liv Tyler character? Yes. Yeah, it's Arwen. Do you just want to lick Liv Tyler? I mean, let's be honest. 
Um, Who doesn't? Anyways, moving on. What's your next prediction there, uh, Ben? I think that Wizards will attempt to correct, and I'm giving the air quotes, uh, the release pattern of cards. Do you know, like, there's all this discourse, and they they've said in the past, like, oh well, if you don't like it, don't don't engage with the thing. I I think by the end of the year, they'll like they'll make like, hey, new in 2024, we're gonna do something 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 different. Uh, because I like I said, I think this is gonna be the year where Wizards is like starts to get kind of freaked out about all the discourse around magic in general and then make a crack whether whether or not i believe the release schedule of cards is too much or anything like that i think that wizards will i'm not making a statement on that what i'm saying is i think wizards will try to listen more to people and make some kind of correction quote unquote Hmm. um, i i have the exact opposite prediction i think you're going to see more of premium collector's items and the magic as an investment type items uh, than ever before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think they are going to flood the market with that stuff. Yep. Oh yeah. They uh, could. Yeah. I'm with, uh, I'm with uh, other Dave here on this one. I think yeah. that wizards is a uh, slow boat to turn. It's a huge, you know, it's going to go the direction and it's going to go that direction for a year or two years, maybe more before they even get a chance to correct. Correct. So there is a world where both me and Dave's predictions are, are in the same in in line, meaning that they're like, they, they lean more heavily into the corrector stuff, collector stuff to, in the re-releases of cards in order to make their money while like laying off of like the supplemental sets ad nauseum that are like you know the jump starts and the um commander supplements or things like you know what i mean and then they spin it in a way that's like hey we listen to you Mm -hmm. this is what we're doing differently but really they're not you know well they could take the um standard set jump start stuff and 86 it like that and it would yeah it wouldn't hurt their stuff because nobody likes them anyways i haven't heard anybody say anything um positive about the the brothers war uh jumpstart or the dominaria jumpstart mm-hmm. um, they're not the same as the the actual jumpstart sets they're right different they're then they could get rid of those because they take they're not even designing cards specifically for that so it's not a thing that yeah. they wasted like effort on so they could get rid of those and i think people would yep. see that as a positive move because yep uh what i i, I think is a potential thing that they will start to move into um, because they're already kind of doing it in little ways um, with like the, uh, the magic 30 collectors pack and, uh, yeah. and, and secret layers, but not quite it is a limited print run type thing that you kind of see in comic books right now where it'll be like, all right, this comic book is going to drop for ordering at this exact time. We're going to have 3,000 of them, and when they're, when they're sold, they're done. And there's only going to yeah. be 3,000 of them in existence. Well, they already did that with the one secret layer, and the collector's packs for Brothers Word had numbered cards. So they're kind of – I think they t- already t- dipped their toes a little right. bit in that kind of – Right, but like with those, you were getting packs. I think they're going to move into just a specific card. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like you know on November 17th, 
at 1 p.m. We're going to release 3,000 copies of whatever card we'll say the the new um, the new Oko is going to drop. It's going to be a limited full art done by Seb McKinnon. There's only going to be 3,000 copies, and when they're sold, they're gone. It's just going to be that card though. Like you're going to yeah. know exactly what you're getting. I guess yeah. the the secret layer one that they did it is like that, but yeah, uh, you you didn't have to know exactly what you're getting if you didn't want to. Yeah, They're like the thirty cards for what, what right. was it? There's like the alternate arts for like, but yeah, that, that would be actually preferred to because yeah. the thing that gets me about the card release set is not the collector stuff. That's not what what annoys me. It's the command like. I'm not shitting on Commander, but like if I open a pack of standard cards and I get a card that should be another card as a Commander card, and I can't use it in standard, that's that's kind of like that rubs me the wrong way. And um, they want Commander people to buy those products, and that's why they're doing that. So mm. like, why make Commander products? And also, if 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 you don't have to engage with the product if you don't want to, like their message is, why is there Commander stuff in standard? And then they make also Commander, uh, yeah stuff like sets and then also they make commander decks in each standard set and also you know and i think that's more where you'll see the shift yeah i agree with that like i pointed that out um on twitter last week it's like they're like you know if you don't like this don't engage with it but also they seem to not want to not cram commander into everything and i like commander but like like why can't there just be like commander sets and then regular play sets like why is commander and standard that's i agree with you on that it doesn't make sense to me and hopefully that kind of stuff changes now i don't mind them obviously designing uh, legendary creatures in sets for um you know like they do so that it feeds into commander but making commander cards and then sticking them in sets is a little weird to me yeah I think Dave, you gave your prediction. It was the premium items that is like opposite. Well, of I have one more than everyone else, so I was just. Gonna, oh, okay, yeah. yeah be one. You should do the one on the bottom next because that kind of ties into what I was going to talk about. Okay, um, I predict that Jace will make some kind of sacrifice this year, um, either his life or his spark. I'm, I'm not sure which one, mm-hmm. but but I feel like they've been building up to. Jace is not going to be around much longer. Yeah, they're not Jace. No, <laughs> they're trying. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's been very similar to the lead into what happened to Gideon, where like he just hasn't been around much, except in like a leadership role. Like he just pops in every once in a while. It's like, hey guys, don't forget about me. I have a plan. <laughs> don't. I, I'm not going to be real heavy because I don't want you to like really hate the story when I do this. So, I, but I'm going to just remind you I'm here so that when I pop in. And yeah, make the sacrifice. Doing a little, it's powerful, but not, not rage quit inducing. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, at the time Gideon had did it, he had been pretty much all but been replaced as the White Planeswalker. Like he was popping in every once in a while, but now, and now, like Jace has been more or less uh, replaced with the fairy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the better Blue Planeswalker, in my humble opinion. Um, okay, we're going to move into mine because it kind of dovetails into yours and that my prediction is that Phyrexia will lose this year, but it will not be completely destroyed. And my running theory is that um, Jace will be completed, but that'll be part of his master plan. So he'll be in 
the inside as kind of like a double agent, if you will, and then brings about a uh, Phyrexian civil war or some such stuff. So is that Phyrexia kind of crumbles from the inside and isn't a uh, like a uh, superpower in the multiverse like it is now. And then you'll have, um, you know, Phyrexian characters or planeswalkers that pop in every once in a while so that they can keep the Phyrexians around, but they're not on a mission to complete the entire multiverse like they, they have been. So Jace helped demilitarize Phyrexia. Yes. <laughs> and then Phyrexia will become the good guys. It's, oh no. I don't know about that. that. Glistening oil all over everything. No, so, uh, when I say good guys, I guess I don't, I don't necessarily mean like they will become good by nature, mm-hmm. but I think they will, they would become allies in whatever the next big yes. stupid magic uh, someone is taking right. over the world yeah. and going to destroy it thing is. Yeah, we need to team up. The next team up threat, there'll be a, a player in it as an ally. Does Phyrexia have a hive mind? I know it's not exactly like a hive mind, but like, can you, can like the big people like tap in my, like through mind stuff? I don't know. I don't think so. I've never so got in the, uh In the Tezzeret side story, they kind of touch on that a little bit. Um, they do not have a hive mind, but areas in Phyrexia are pretty much constantly monitored by Elish Norn. So if you do something, she knows about it. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's my, have been like, I, I knew it wasn't like a full on Borg style hive mind or anything, but I thought there was something about like omnipotence within like Yogmoth could something about all of Phyrexia, like, yeah, could sense yeah. it or something. Well, there is a moment in the, the Tezzeret story where he's like, specifically, I need to act while I am in this area because I know Elish Norn cannot see in this area. Mm, okay. Mm, interesting. So, uh, I was trying to say that without giving too many spoilers since you guys haven't read it yet. Yeah. yeah. We need to get on that. Um, all right. Cool. Hey. Your last uh, prediction. My last one is uh, the quality of life improvements as we want them on MTGO will not be implemented by the end of the year. So these are the things that Daybreak had pitched when they took over yeah. the the publishing of MTGO. So that's uh, Battlefield automation and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, the auto-tapping, the, mm-hmm. you know, all the quality of life stuff. Basically, the arena. The arena shtick. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to get it in. And mm-hmm. people are like, why don't you just do it? But, like, coding's a hard thing, man. Yeah, that's a big, like, uh, that's a pill. And, it, and on top it, of that, they're building it onto an existing I, framework. It's I like, say it's even harder to do when you build it into an old framework. Yep, I was not designed to do these things from the beginning. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think that's a safe prediction, to be honest. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to temper some expectations, you know? Like, yeah. People aren't, you know, I'm not mad by the end of the year. I'm already saying it right now. I, I'm not expecting this. Yeah. I bet if it happens, I'll be stoked about it for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Other Dave, your last prediction? Uh, my other prediction is that one set will have a large group of planeswalkers in it, similar to War of the Spark. A uh, Avengers team up, if you will. 
Yeah, Mark Rosewater has repeatedly talked about how much of a success it was to have all of the Planeswalkers in War of the Spark and how well War of the Spark was received and how well it did as a product for them. Mm -hmm. So I think they are looking for an excuse to bring all the Planeswalkers in again Mm -hmm. in a War of the Spark style fashion. Uh Yeah. Uh, People Um, constantly talk about how they missed the days that... um, like super friends and and planeswalker decks were a thing. Yep. Yeah. I so I really like the design of the uncommon planeswalkers from War of the Spark too. So yeah. I wouldn't mind those coming back, which they certainly yeah. would have to do if they have a bunch of planeswalkers. Every once in a while, you don't yeah. want to have that well, yeah. all the time. <laughs> and, and I think it's been um, what is it? It's something like there's been three planeswalkers in an each set in the last year and a half, two years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, something I think similar that to that. Their their average quota that they'd like to stick in a in a set, I believe, is that they shoot for like three. Yeah. So I feel like the going trend of wizards is once they do something for a little bit, they do a set that switches it all up, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Which I guess they're kind of already doing with all is one since they've already announced ten planeswalkers for it. Oh yeah, no. but are they going to super friends it though? We don't know, right? Um, because half of them are going to be completed. Yeah, well, maybe they super friends it against uh, Dominaria. <laughs> Hulk versus uh, Wolverine scenario where you you want to see but, if Planeswalkers duke it out. Maybe that's a March and Machines thing, you know, you're talking about. They also have this new Planeswalker that they've introduced in the comics who's not in the cards yet. Whose hmm. specific ability seems to be to channel energy to make other things more powerful. So in the comic book, she is channeling. She was strapped to a machine and forced to channel energy into Tezzeret and make him more powerful. Oof. That sounds like a Tezzeret douche thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and so, like, with a Planeswalker out there whose specific ability seems to be making other Planeswalkers more powerful, it only makes sense to bring in a bunch of Planeswalkers. Mm. And yeah. make Super Friends viable again. Yeah. Nice. Cool prediction. Yeah, I like it. I think that that's probably a pretty safe one as well. Okay, here's my hottest take. I don't know if it's a safe one or not, but Oh, one other thing. Sorry, I meant to mention this, and I did not. I think Tezzeret will be the bad guy somehow. Yeah, probably. Oh, the big bad? Yeah. He's like, you guys wouldn't complete me. I'm so mad. (laughs) Well, he is is very mad at, again, you haven't read the story yet. Yeah, he was Um, salty about it a little bit at the end of Kamigawa, so I would surprise. I would be surprised yeah. if he's even more salty about it at this point. Because um, uh, basically, I, I think this is already covered in what you read, is he's working for them with the purpose of getting a dark steel body to replace the current body he has. Oh, yeah, that'd be sick. An indestructible planeswalker would be kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Okay, we ready to move on to the, the last prediction of the show? Sure. See, I tricked you because I wanted to be the last prediction of the show. That's why I switched. Oh, so yeah, you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to take over the show. I don't want to be selfish, but really, you are. With yeah. the most obvious take of all of them. Oh, you <laughs> think that this is the most obvious take of them all? This is what I, I wanted. A hundred percent. I think it's the most obvious yeah. take. The wilds of Eldraine set will be very underpowered. I think they're going to be afraid to make the same mistakes they did. 
in the Eldrain set. Yeah, Throne. Yeah. So they're going to play it super safe, and this is going to be like Crimson Vow levels of meh. That's yeah, my- no, I, I agree with that. Okay. Please don't make it Crimson Vow levels of... No. <laughs> Crimson yeah. Vow is fine. It's it, just not... It was just... Uh, this- you have to have bad sets to have good sets. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I, did, I, did, I said it was mad. I didn't say it was bad. It's just like... You know, you get up every once in a while and you eat a bowl of oatmeal for breakfast because you can't eat steak and eggs every day. Uh, yeah. Wait, I, I what? Think you can't, you can't eat, eat steak and eggs every day? I mean, you can, but I don't know if you're going to live as long as somebody. Wow, I'm not worried about how long I live. Okay, we're good. Continue on. <laughs> yeah, they, I was just going to say that, uh, yeah, they're probably not going to do it intentionally. Like, intentionally underpower it but they're going to intentionally try to not make it so overpowered that they overcorrect and mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense it would yeah. be cool if they were just like fuck it eldraine was powerful let's just make every time we return to eldraine super powerful so people get excited about it let's do some dumb shit we haven't done since there's a saga yeah <laughs> we're gonna reprint oko again because <laughs> i'm actually surprised at how like they 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 did an amazing thing with Brothers War, I think, mm-hmm. that they made an artifact set that wasn't overpowered. Mm-hmm. It is, like, the right level of power, and they didn't rely on, like, colored artifacts or these, like, modern conventions and designing that make it, um, you know, the, the traditional ways they would well, underpower something. I feel like that's how they made the set underpowered, though, is, like, all of the really powerful cards are color-dependent. Mm-hmm. Well, they get there, there's no real powerful colorless card. The only, well, uh, right. So the only, uh, yeah, that's you're you're gonna name a colorless card that requires you to spend green or white in order to get the extra benefits out of it. Yes, technically it's a colorless card, but you need colored mana to to make it shine. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's fair. But they did it. They did it. That's what I guess I'm. I'm yeah. Applauding, like, hey, they, they, because I don't like colored artifacts. I, I really don't. And the prototyping is fine. I, I don't, I don't mind the prototyping. Mm-hmm. I think there's only one. The temporal anchor is the only actual colored artifact. I think that's right, but it's blue. Mm-hmm. I, I, Mark Rosewater said on his podcast, which I thought was actually cool. They did that intentionally because the old stuff was all colorless, but the only thing that actually existed in the future is the one thing that's colored. <laughs> the temporal anchor, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So anyway, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I think they're going to make some corrections to Eldraine that'll underpower it, and it it won't be... I, also, too, like, I mean, when you're defining underpowered, are you, like, you can define underpowered just as saying it's underpowered compared to the last turn of Eldraine, which had, what, three cards get banned in the first month? Yeah. Well, I, I very specifically said that it was Crimson Vow levels of meh. Oh, yeah. So you think it's going to be as bad as Crimson Vow? I I think it's going to be around there. Maybe it'll be a little better than Crimson Vow, but I think it's going to be a mediocre set that nobody talks about in a year. I, I think, that's, think that's going to be the case too. Yeah, I hope it's not because I think I think Eldraine is an interesting universe that they have made, mm-hmm. and I think if it if it has that huge of a swing, if it goes from being that powerful to being that mech, you will never go back to it. 
Yeah, probably. The um, speaking of Eldraine being interesting, me and Ben were talking the other day on stream about how the uh, Ginger Brute is maybe the most flavorful card ever in existence. Magic. Yep. Um, just because. Why? Why? Because it has haste and it has the uh, evasion mechanic can't be blocked. uh, Except by creatures with haste. Yeah, if you pay the one generic. um, You know, can't catch me, I'm the gingerbread man. You know, so unless you have haste, you can't catch him. And it's a a food, so it it, it counts as a a food. Yeah, you can pay money and then uh, gain three life. Or you can pay mana and sacrifice and gain three life like you ate the cookie. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really good flavorful cards good. in that set, specifically because of the way that set is built. Yeah, the fairy tale aspect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bacon to a pie is great. <laughs> that is good. Kitty oven itself is really great too. Yeah. Um, and how the kitty oven and the trail of crumbs—it's all like the Hansel and Gretel. Like, yeah, yeah. And I say the uh, the Goldilocks one is yeah, really good. Um, they have like whole whole cloth like uh, fairy tale stuff in there. Yep. Yeah, like the, the way that that one is is constructed lends itself very much to creating great flavorful cards. Yeah, it's almost as if a planeswalker like planes walked over to Aldrain, saw what was happening over there, and they come back here and write a whole bunch of books. Maybe um, was the guy Grim? Yep, Grim is like, maybe he was a yeah yeah he's he's a planeswalker come over here made a lot of money. Yep, living the high. Right. Um. Yeah. So that's the last prediction for our prediction show. I think we should probably wrap it up. Yep. I I also would like to predict that Ben will win a one k tournament. Ah, so you're hedging your bets, huh? <laughs> Predicting on both sides. How am I hedging my bets? Didn't you say that Ben's not going to be good at magic? No, no. I said I wanted to be the opposite of Ben, and that you oh. were not good at magic. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> But that was not a prediction, so. Oh, I see. Not, I didn't hedge my bet. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Well, thanks for your vote of confidence there. Yeah, yeah. appreciate it. You're welcome. We like to congratulations you. on your win here at Proving Grounds <laughs> in advance. All right, so all predictions are locked in, and I think we'll have a tally a year from now to see who got the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All sure. right. Let's close out the show. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find us, Ben? You can find us on Twitter at MPGPod. You can find us on my personal Twitter, or me on my personal Twitter, at BeNiceMPG. Where can they find you, Moderator Dave? They can find me on Twitter for the time being at Dave underscore MPG. And you can email us at podcast at magicprovinggrounds.com. For the time being, is Twitter already starting to feel... <laughs> it's getting on my nerves, man. I might... On my 86 Twitter. I don't know where I'd go to talk about magic at that point. Hopefully, Moxfield pops out their uh, social <laughs> media thing here quick because it's. I good. think you're just going to have to find a Discord group. Yeah, I think you need to stop engaging with internet trolls. <laughs> Maybe. I think that's the, that's the big thing. Yeah. Maybe another resolution you can think yeah. about. Maybe. I'll, 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 I'll think of that. Maybe next year. Actually, what you need to do. What we need to do is just start inviting everyone to the Discord. There you go. Yeah, we should set that right. up. And then banning all the trolls. Yeah, because mm-hmm. then Dave doesn't have to interact with the trolls. There you go. You have people you can talk to about magic. Yeah. yeah. If you want a link to our Discord, uh, email us at magicprovinggrounds 
show at or podcast at magicprovinggrounds.com. There you go. Yep. Get it out there. All right. Let's wrap this up. Cue the outro music. I have to, to go to the bathroom real quick. So I'm going to take off. All right. See you guys next week. Get out. Later. Later.